When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seria Chronicles is a Maya Chronicles production. <laughs> Okay, I was going to ask you about where you think Lazio is going to end up because I really, really like this team and I just feel like it was a harsh defeat. Understandable one, but harsh. Uh, lots of um, players absent. But I do I do think it's more important to talk about Roma right now. Uh, they've been linked with Ronaldo in the past. Ronaldo's just come out with this, uh, wow, this fascinating interview that he's done with Piers Morgan. It's an exclusive. We haven't heard it yet because as of yet, it hasn't. the whole interview hasn't been released. Apparently, there's lots of extra information on what he thinks of the ownership, what he thinks of Gary Neville, so on and so forth. But from what we know so far, he's come out against Eric Tan Hag, said he doesn't have any respect for the coach because he has no respect for him. Lots of things about, you know, just, just how he feels that Manchester United hasn't progressed. Now, this was a play. It was really interesting because I feel like, you know, he, you know, he was linked with Napoli over the summer. He's been linked with Roma now and, and a reunion with Jose Mourinho. And he's a player that, weirdly enough, despite how brilliant he was at Juventus, when you sort of think of the time that Juventus started to fall, it was when he arrived. And you thought that this would be the cherry on top of a very well-built cake. And I don't know whether it just happened to be that his arrival coincided with Beppe Marotta again talking today about the fact that, you know, I didn't leave just because of that. My cycle came, like, I didn't leave because of Ronaldo. My cycle just came to a natural end at Juventus. But it almost seemed like he really was against that because he's the king of sustainability. He's the, you love to call him the adult in the room, you know, at Juventus. And you sort of felt like his loss had a greater impact almost um, on the fall of Juventus than anything really, Pepe Marotta. And perhaps what Ronaldo did was paper over the cracks. And I thought it was so interesting at the time when Bonucci said, you know, you can't help but psychologically sort of give up a little when Ronaldo's there because you think he'll just resolve everything. Like, it's fine. He'll get a goal. We don't need to give up there. We can always play in second gear. And whether that's had a detrimental effect on the psyche. 
And sometimes when you say, is Ronaldo good or bad for a team? It's never about who he is because he's always good. I really want to underline that. I think he's, I feel like even at Manchester United last season, when they were just hideous to watch, he was always good and he will always be good in my opinion. It's about what are the circumstances surrounding him? What, how are the players feel because he's so good? How are they, how are they progressing or not progressing because of him, because they can rely on him, because he's the plaster to everything. And whether or not you think that this is a guy that can make a difference if, if he does choose Roma. I think it's a fascinating curve of Minucci, isn't it? So it makes me curious when they were away at Maccabi, who he was looking at and thinking the same thing. Oh, I don't have to do anything because Juan Cuadrado will fix it all for me. I don't know. <laughs> Look, this, this link to Roma, it's a fun idea. I mean, the idea of Mourinho and Ronaldo, what a story, of course. Um, and and Mourinho will and say that certainly plenty of Cremonese didn't spend as much. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> it would be plenty of, of of drama and spectacle. But do I think that it's particularly likely? Not no. really. Do I think that Roma are looking to spend that sort of money on the wages of someone who is only going to be there for a very short term? Who is? not sort of conducive to the longer term financial stability that the American owners are trying to achieve. It doesn't feel like it fits to me. And I think that Ronaldo is unfortunately, Ronaldo's hitting an awkward point where he certainly still has things to contribute. I mean, last season at, at, at United, he scored, what, nearly 20 goals in the Premier League and, and, and pretty much a goal a game in the Champions League. We're not talking about someone who, who hasn't got things to contribute still, but who is undeniably at 37 years old on the downward curve is on the, 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 the declining part of their career and who still expects to be the center of everything and the one that everything's built around. And, and I think that clash of realities has already hit in Manchester. And I think, to be honest with you, we're in a very different world for Ronaldo to the one that he was in when he joined Juventus. I think a lot of clubs are quite wary of what he's going to do in practical terms to the balance of their changing rooms and their squads more than just the 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 undoubted sort of social media hype and 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 marketing boost that he gives you. And I think even that has been damaged in the last couple of years a little bit. Now the World Cup's coming up. Maybe he'll have a great World Cup. Maybe um he'll come back and 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 everyone will want him again because he'll have a brilliant World Cup. But Right now, I, I don't see Roma being the home for him. And I'm not sure I see anywhere in Serie A being the home for him. But my gosh, what a combustible mix that would be if he did end up in Rome. Because Mourinho, to me, Mina, I don't know if you feel the same, feels like he's approaching some sort of tipping point in his sort of ability to, to not just be angry Jose every week, which is what it feels like from sort of torching Rick Karsdorp and absolutely sort of throwing him under the bus to what felt like a very calculated sending off this weekend against Torino, almost getting himself sent off to try to draw the attention and make sure the story was not about how poor his team had been. I think uh, to, to to close my thoughts on the Ronaldo bit, I think you'd be crazy to to take that particular can of fuel and tip it all over the Jose fire. I actually think it would work, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> our producer's very like, no way. I don't, Look, I, I don't know. There's still a part of me that would, I, 
you know, people are like, okay, he's in a physical decline. I get that. I get that he's not the player that he was who would, you know, like run so, so quickly down the wing and then, and always create magic out of nothing. But I, I do think that, you know, even last year in a terrible Manchester United side, he still kept scoring goal after goal. He was still the difference maker. And the difference is that what he gives to the team, how much you have to perhaps make up for it in defensive strength. That is true. And this is why we say about PSG not being a very balanced side is because they do have three very good attackers. And sometimes that takes away from the rest of the balance of the team. That's just a natural thing. Anytime you have a a great attacker, but right now they don't have a goal scorer. Tammy Abraham is not like doing so well, right? Belotti, I just never got that, frankly speaking. Like, I don't think he's a very good goal scorer anyway. Um, I've never, I've always, I, mean, I preferred Immobile to him in the, in, for the national team. And Immobile is just not somebody that did exceptionally well at the time, even though I think he's quite underrated in his role for Italy. It's just not the guy that I would have gone if I was Roma. And yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I understand why you wouldn't go for him as wages. I think he should take a wage cut just because of like, it would introduce more interesting equations into the mix he could choose it from a wider uh, number of clubs that he can move to which seems like is inevitable in January but then I would love to hear what Mourinho will say when they still don't win with Ronaldo <laughs> he will be like what's he going to do then if he's getting a red card now what's he going to do that set himself on fire <laughs> I don't know um, so you know this is a side already with the third highest wage bill in Serie A so let's see that and I, I'm sorry I'm expecting so much more he continues to do something, whether it's throwing Karlsdorp under the bus and not because Karlsdorp is just not a bad, or uh, sorry, is just a bad player, but now unprofessional, a traitor, whatever it is that he labeled him with. And what was really annoying about it is the fact that he made it a mystery. Oh, I'm not going to give you a name so that we can all start discussing this and not focus on the fact that his team doesn't play well um, and hasn't played well for a long time. And on this occasion, he said, well, maybe if we had Dybala, it would have changed things, you know? Well, Dybala was still there when you were completely thrashed by Udinese. You know, Dybala was there when you were thrashed in the Europa League by a team. I don't remember their name, you know. Um, so it's not that I think Dybala is their best player. And I do, again, I'm, I am going to make a point of saying, obviously, his absences matter. And he has had a lot of injuries. And I feel for him. But the team, I don't know what they do well frankly speaking, because their attack is not great and their defense is not great. It's like heroic performances sometimes from Smalling, but I, otherwise I don't think this is a team that has stra- structure or huge desire. And then he's like, well, why should I, why should I motivate players who have spent their whole life dreaming of being at the stage? I mean, they should already come into a football match and already be motivated to give their best. And and we know he's a good man manager, but right now, and he is a great manager, but right now, tactically, we, he's deficient. I think on a, on a mental level, he's quite good, but on a, on a, on a tactical level, this isn't a very good side. He's just not even as organized as, I mean, I'm impressed with Cremonese more than I am impressed with the way that Rome has organized themselves this season. I think he's sometimes a great man and manager. Sometimes when he gets under the skin of players, he, he certainly has like certain success stories where he gets under player skin and they'll do anything for him. But it feels very not universal. And I, and I do really think this Karlsdorp situation. It's mean. These feel like the situations where things unravel. It, you know, it, it's 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 happened so many times in his, in his career, but he's he's made these enemies, and I feel like they never actually create these good situations that he imagines in his head. I mean, even in Inter, where he he threw Balotelli under the bus way back when, 
Inter were still fine. They went on to win the Champions League. It didn't ruin things for them, but I also don't think it helped them. Like I don't think it did anything that, that, that uplifted them for him to do that. It just made one particular playoff player feel alienated. And yeah, you're right. The weird way of sort of, of talking about the car stop situation of not naming him. It's deliberate. It's to make the press go off and chase their tails and, and, and go and find something else to talk about other than how his team's playing, which is not great. But there is a knock on impact. And I, I do think, I think unless Karsdorp was sincerely really disliked by his teammates in the changing room, which I don't know, maybe he was. I think unless that was the case, I don't see how that makes the rest of your players feel good. Unless that's someone who really every player on that team was looking at and going, oh, what a jerk. I can't wait to get rid of him. It wouldn't make me feel good if that was someone I worked with. And yeah, okay, maybe they were a bit slack a couple of days at work, but then they got thrown under the bus like that. It wouldn't make me feel all that sort of positive, warm stuff I was talking about with Napoli or whatever earlier in the show. Like, I don't think it would bring back the good times. In terms of the practicalities on the pitch, yes, exactly as you said, Mina. Dybala is a very good footballer. He saved a point for them against Torino Effect because he came on and it was his shot off the woodwork that Matic converted very well for the equalising goal. You've also, I think, hit the nail on the head with the Ronaldo thing for all my scepticism over it. Actually, what's the one thing that is in absolute terms true about this Roma team in terms of weaknesses. They don't score enough goals. There's only one team in the top 10 that scored fewer goals than the Roma, and that is Torino, who they played this weekend. Tammy Abraham isn't playing very well. Bellotti, who gets, comes on and gets his chance to, to break his little duck against his former club. I mean, I think we were all talking about this before the show started. You've never watched a penalty in your life that you're more certain is not going to be scored than that one, even though he hit the post. I mean, you just you know he's not going to score that penalty. And now, a moment fundamental. On the dischetto c'è il Gallo Belotti sotto la curva sud, ha già posizionato il pallone, la sua rincorsa al limite dell'area di rigore contro Vania Milinkovic Savic. È tutto pronto anche il secondo Rapuano da Rimini per la rincorsa di Belotti che parte il destro è salvato. Dal palo anche crediamo, oltre che da un suo intervento, sbaglia il rigore, il Gallo Belotti al 92esimo minuto e il pubblico della Roma sta abbandonando già lo stadio. So yes, if you put Ronaldo into the mix, he'd probably score some goals and that, that would help in some way, but I, don't, I think this is pie in the sky, I don't think he's going there regardless. I, I agree with you. I just, um, all I'm saying is that if I'm somebody... This would change the way that I am if I was in that dressing room. The one thing that happened three weeks ago, a month ago now, I, I don't know how long ago it was, was when Karsdorp returned from injury and he had to, he was rushed back in because Aleski wasn't available or couldn't play. And he said, you know, I mean, it's amazing that he did this. He couldn't even sit down during the, you know, during the break, like as in at halftime because he was scared that the swelling would get so much. So he just continued standing and this shows the tremendous courage or like the bravery of Carl Stork to come back and do this for us. Like that was so kind of him, basically. This was a, a starter for nearly all the matches last season, always available to you in the conference league in Serie A, played like over 40 times for the team. I'm just saying that if I gave all of that and risked my rehabilitation from an injury, I probably, if I'm just somebody looking at that situation, think, yeah, I might not do that for you because now I'm scared to harm my my health in a way that you might just still throw me under the bus when I make a mistake, you know? It's what, look, I mean, this is not the first time he's done it, right? Like there was an interview with Zeman in which he said, isn't this what he said last year when he said my players are from Serie C, the Serie C, after, mm -hmm. Bodo, was it Bodo Glimt? Yeah. 
It was, it was after Bojo. And it, it worked out well for them. They did well. So, and I enjoy hearing what he has to say, even if I don't agree with him. Um, so yeah, it is. It kind of seems like it's a mad pantomime though. We're all just enjoying the drama that's happening to Roma, but it's like, if I'm a Roma fan right now. Except for poor producer Simon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, by the way, today looks like he's just, I don't know how to explain. <laughs> but anyway, he just looks very, very upset. I'm just saying if I'm a Roma fan right now, I'm kind of like, I just kind of wish that my coach would sort of take all the drama away and make it. Roma's already such a dramatic place, you know, what the fans want, what the media's like. You, you kind of sometimes just want a bit of calm. And I, you know, he's not the guy who's mm. doing that for the moment. It might work for them. It might not. I really don't know. But certainly from a from an attacking point of view, Zaniolo and his head down, Pellegrini not always available, Dybala and his injuries and, and Abraham with his confidence, it's kind of not really looking too good, you know? So I hope they figure it out on an attacking level. But I'm, I don't know if they're going to finish anywhere near to the top four at the moment, considering how they're playing. I agree. From having said before the season, I could see them as dark horse the title. I think it's, it's a stretch to see them in the top four at the moment. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Serie Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.